0: Welcome to The Awakened Soul Podcast and Happy Father's Day to all the Fathers out there. uh this episode is a special one to me. Uh, My dad is on, and anyone know who knows like how a uh, high regard I hold my father in. I um, can definitely appreciate this episode. I'm just happy that he was able to come. Uh, the conversation is good. It's free flowing. Um, he answers a lot of questions, which, you know, mm-hmm. I was prepared for uh, <laughs> him not to want to answer some of those questions, but he really did answer all of them. Um, and thank you for the listeners who did submit all those questions. And Um more of my manners. Uh, to any first time listeners, this is the Awakened Soul podcast. I'm your host, CEO Hayes, a.k.a. CJ, uh, just depending on what level uh, you know me at. Um, it determines how what you call me. Some call me Hayes, some call me CJ. But what you get in this podcast is we like um to break things down, talk at them, at, talk about topics at a deeper level. Um, so you don't get a lot of the um. The pop culture type topics here, uh, we, tep- we typically try to get deeper than that. Um, so if this is your first time listening, you can follow the podcast at The Awakened Soul Pod or at Awakened Soul Pod, just depending on what platform you're looking for us at. We are part of The Breaks Media which is the premier black-owned media company? Uh, make sure you go and subscribe to us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the Berks Media and check out all the beautiful black-ass podcasts that are part of this network. So, what we're creating here with the Berks Media, I'm so proud of, and I know a lot of people look at that as kind of a, of a haze creation. And while it may have been a brainchild, it's turning into so much more than that. So, make sure you go and support all the podcasts that are, are part of the breaks media but with all that said all the housekeeping out the way aj take it away
1: the following is a breaks media podcast
2: you are now listening
1: to the best podcast in the world the Awakened so hosted by my daddy the light is there yeah,
0: yeah. let's go
1: Hey, 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 Chuck Berry of this rap skits, styles I mastered, many Brother snatched it up and tried to match it, but I'm still number one, everyday real. Speak what I want, I don't care what y'all feel, cause I'm my own master. My pop told me be your own boss, keep integrity at every cost, and his home was Natchez. Mississippi did it like Miles and Dizzy. Now we getting busy, bridging the gap from the blues to jazz to rap. The history of music on this track Born in the game Discovered my father's music Like French searching through boxes of purple rain But my Minneapolis was the bridge Home of the super kids Summer well-known stuff doing bids I might have ended up On the wrong side of the tracks And Pops wouldn't have pulled me back
0: And said Alright ladies and gentlemen So before we get into Um The conversation with my father You know it's time for The In the Mind and Hey segment uh, This is where I talk about Anything that's on my mind It could be anything from things that are in the news to politics to whatever uh, for any first time listeners who are kind of wondering what this in them. But this week, what I really want to talk about and what I want to focus on is that a uh, nonprofit organization called the center for investigative, investigative journalism um, actually came out with an article um, that found that over 14,000 um, police officers were found to be part of either racist or, Hate groups on Facebook. And so some of these groups include White Lives Matter, Ban the NAACP, and Death to Islam Undercover. And so uh, what this group did is that it cross referenced the public information of these Facebook groups with a um, list of police officers. And so they expected to find a few hits. Um, but like I said, they found that over 14,000 police officers um, were part of these groups. And so um, they actually released some of the names. I'm not going to do that here. That, you know, I, 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 I may even, even though, you know, I, I have an issue with releasing people's personal information um, publicly. Not saying that they shouldn't have released it to to the, to the actual police stations. And so and, and what happened um, with this is that um, some uh, of the police officers were fired. Uh, Some of the police departments open investigations and uh, some of the police uh, departments refuse to comment at all on the situation. And so just this got got me thinking is that um, should do you do you guys agree with the fact that police officers, um, what they do in their personal time came to light in this sense? And. You know, you get people on both sides or, or, or people who say no, it shouldn't or, you know, as long as they are protecting and serving when they're when they're on duty, then even if they are do have hateful uh, idea, ideas, if it doesn't affect their job. Me personally, um, I think that when you have someone in a situation as being a police officer, someone who's to protect and serve and then you come across things like this where they are either hateful or racist um, it, it it you definitely have the right to feel unsafe. You definitely have the right to be concerned about it. Um, again, I may take issue uh, with them publicly releasing these people's personal information. Um, I, I definitely agree with the fact that it was released to the police departments. I definitely agree with the fact that, you know, uh, the journalists who found this um, took it another step and and kicked it up a notch to see if these police uh, departments knew what their employees were doing. Uh, we all have code of conduct usually at our job. This may or may not fall within that. Um, and I think when you live in uh, in a country where um, what 28% of all unarmed victims killed by police in 2018 were black um, or and that's just black. That's that's not even including all minorities. And um, so when you have uh, police officers who are part of groups like this, where it's clearly has the the rhetoric of being anti uh, minority race, how the hell is that not concerning? How the hell is that not something that makes like I have sons, like I I I have children, I have daughters, like so you would think that um, or you would want um, police officers to to see your children to see you as whatever's going on not necessarily bring their biases of race into the situation or to the equation now we all and and that's one thing that i that i do we all have our biases everyone does i think there's a there's a difference between when you bring your personal bias into the level of of a hate group or into the level of racism so like i said this this is just this is what this segment is all about it's about making me think making you guys think i want to hear back from you what do you guys feel do you feel that police officers who are racist outside of their job. And, you know, I, I would like to see more of this report, um, to kind of bring it home of what, um, percentage of these cops like arrests or anything, um, were made against minorities to kind of see if there's an overlap because there is, it is possible that, uh, that they may not bring their racism into their work. It, it's possible. I'm not saying that it's likely, but it is, it is possible. Um, so it, it it, it like I said it's it's concerning as hell it's it's something that you know when now and we 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 keep talking about it you know people go up and they find tweets or posts from years later um and bring it back up and it affects people nowadays but when you are currently a part of something or currently involved in in some type of of extremist groups be prepared people this social media thing is like this we're just now opening the fact uh well the ways that social media can be used to be brought back up um, to affect what you have going on today. Everything that you put out there, even in cyberspace, um, as the young people say, those are receipts, I guess, if if that's what we're going to use. And those receipts can be used protecting. You would make sure that you're not being involved in things like this is what i would say so that's it for the in the minor Hayes segment this week i just really wanted to jump into that conversation see how you guys felt about it i thought it was an inter- interesting article uh, to bring up and discuss we're going to go ahead and take our uh, a brief break when we come back it's going to be the petty news from the one and only scoop grady and after that it's time to get into the conversation with my pops i'll see you guys there
1: Yo, what up everybody? Scoop Grady with the Penny News Report. What is going on out there? First and foremost, yesterday was Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the strong, hardworking, super fathers out there. Salute to you guys. Nothing to take away from the mothers, but the fathers don't get enough credit. Fathers do a whole lot from working to paying bills to being the protector, the provider, everything. But like I said, we're not taking nothing away from the, the mothers because we love you dearly. But fathers, salute to you guys. Thank you for raising these kids. And we got so much to talk about. Let's get right into it. Will Smith and Rapid Nyze Invest in an app that will help teach financial literacy to teenagers. I gotta be honest, why the hell has got be for teenagers i think i need this jesus i gotta be honest this can't be just for teenagers this gotta be for adults as well okay i need to learn this stuff they need to have this app for me okay they need to teach this in school for sure because they don't talk about this enough people get out of school they just be lost this stuff definitely something that needs to be talked about a lot more it says that it will help you with taxes stocks and how to invest while in school as well hmm Oh yeah, this is a great idea. I love it. Anything with Will Smith never fails, I gotta be honest. But yes, definitely. I feel like this should be like a mandatory course in school before you graduate. So you can understand and know how this stuff works. A lot of people, we don't know. And that's not our fault. People just didn't teach us. So... I'm happy for Will Smith and Nas and everybody else that's invested in this. This definitely will help the future. Next, Missy Elliott officially inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Missy Elliott, congratulations. The only thing I can say after all of this is... No, Missy Elliott has been the most creative artists ever in the history missy elliott her style everything is just off the charts and she always evolved with the time she always get better over she just gets better like dude she should have got this award hellas ago like hellas ago like but yes missy elliott Congratulations I'm so happy for you The world is happy for you We follow you And not to mention She just got her um, She just got a degree too She just graduated Like Miss Yelly is doing A lot of good stuff out here I guess I guess it's really true Music make you look- Yes, next, New York Senators proposed bill in an attempt to legalize prostitution. Oh, okay, okay, I get it. You legalize prostitution, but you ban abortion. How the hell does this work, okay? What if a lady gets pregnant on the job and she got to keep the baby? Uh, I just don't understand what we are doing here. Now, I understand people should do whatever they want with their body. I get it. I understand it. But I know people have been saying Jesus is coming all my life. And I really feel like Jesus is coming now. Like, this is freaking stupid. I don't understand none of this. Yes, ladies, get your coins. And then we get pregnant. Get those diapers, okay? That's all I get out of this. Oh. So. And last but not least, the petty question of the week. And the question is this. And the petty question is, on Father's Day, should only men celebrate Father's Day or should single mothers celebrate Father's Day also? That is the petty question we have. On Father's Day, should it just be men that celebrate Father's Day or should the single mothers celebrate with the fathers also? And that is all we have. Thank you for listening to Awaken Soul. Continue to follow and support. You guys be cool. and stay safe out here.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, I told you guys for Father's Day I was going to try to have my dad on. Luckily, he did agree to do the podcast, so my dad um, is in the building. What's going on, Dad?
2: What's
0: that? I said, what's going on, Dad? Oh, same old,
2: same old. (laughs) I'm just chilling. (laughs)
0: you um are you nervous at all i know mom was nervous when she did hers well
2: you know i don't like (laughs) to i i I don't really get into this stuff your mom probably more so than me but uh (laughs) i guess it's better than doing it in person so i guess i could do what i gotta do
0: (laughs) true true and it's better than actually it being live i'm not on the stage (laughs) that's true um well, I guess we'll get right into it. So we have questions that were uh, that were submitted by my listeners that they wanted me to ask you. Um, so, I mean, before we get into that, let's just talk a little bit about you. So I've, I've said it before. I told everyone you grew up in Chicago and everything. But like, tell, tell us, well, I know, but tell the listeners a little bit just about you in general, kind of how, like, where you grew up at, uh, all the places, different places you've lived and everything, because you've lived quite a bit.
2: Oh, well, I I grew up in Chicago on the south side. Um, I was raised by a single parent, my mom. My dad left us when we were very young, and uh, after he had six kids, he figured it was too much, so he took off. So my mom had to raise us, so she worked 20 hours a day just to try to maintain a household so we can... Eat and get have clothing and you know the whole nine yards uh, I joined the military when I was still in high school because I didn't really have nothing else going on so I went ahead and uh joined the delayed entry program and then by the time I graduated I went went in the military I've been uh I was stationed in uh Germany Italy Uh, Korea, um, and then a couple different locations in the States. Some say that that's why I got this accent. They think that I'm a Cajun or something,
3: but
2: (laughs) I was stationed in uh, Fort Campbell, Kentucky for almost half of my career. Uh, I've been deployed a handful, two handfuls of it. So uh, I've been. The first-person Gulf War, Iraq, Afghanistan, um, uh, Kosovo. So that's about it.
0: Hm. Dang, Dad! You, <laughs> I I guess I I knew about all of those places, but until you kind of just put it all out there once, like you you've been all literally all over the world. That's crazy.
2: All right, let's get
0: to some hard questions. <laughs> okay. Now. All right, let's get to it. So, um, the first question I'm going to ask you, because it is this is the Father's Day episode. What was your biggest fear about raising kids?
2: Raising
0: you or raising kids? Period. <laughs> it's it says kids period, but you can, you can say me if you want to. Well, uh, the first fear I had probably.
2: The biggest fear I had is I I, was worried, well, I, I didn't want to turn out like my father because, for one, my father was terrible, terrible uh, example. He not only beat my mama, beat me, uh, and then, like I said, he took off after he had six kids and never paid a dime to my mother, so that was... A fear that I I wanted to make sure I'd be a better parent than he was. So that was always my goal. Um, and then not only that, I, I worried about not only being better than him, but being a good father overall. I wanted to make sure that I was able to provide for my family and make sure that I would give them the guidance where they would have the direction to live a successful
0: and prosperous life Uh, yeah um i could i could well so i mean you've never really really talked about your your dad your biological dad much because you know i've i've always known grandpa james so i i've I, i don't think i've ever really even thought to ask but like was there ever a time that you i wouldn't say you missed him because like you said he was a terrible father or whatever but was there ever a time that you kind of wish you got back in contact with him at all or anything like that?
2: Well, it's funny you ask, because uh, he just died probably, uh, let me see, November was uh, about eight months ago and uh, seven, eight months ago. And uh, probably two weeks prior to him dying, then the girls, Shining Trisha, they asked me, if we can uh, meet him, which was just hit me from left field because nobody ever talked to him. I don't talk about him. And I was like, yeah, you can meet him if you want to, but I don't want to talk to him. But then I started thinking, well, maybe I would do that, but I can give you a little history. I tried to talk to him when we were in Germany, when the girls were babies in you were still in school, and uh, and then he hung up on me. I tracked him down. He could, he kind of had to had a because he couldn't hold a job with it because you know he was wanted for a couple di- different things from the police. So, but anyway, I tried to talk to him, and he hung up on me. And I called him back, and I told him I didn't want nothing from him. All I wanted to do is find out a little bit about his side of the family but then again he hung up on me again so that was kind of and like I said that was what 25 30 years after he left us so after he did that then I was hell the hell with him I maybe more than that probably 40 years after he left us so after that I said hell he doesn't want no part of me I don't I don't want no part of him. I just wanted to find information and if he couldn't he couldn't see fit to at least give me some information then the hell with him. But the girls wanted to meet him and I guess if given the opportunity I probably would have tried to get him in contact so at least they could meet him and see what he looked like and probably see what I would end up looking like, I guess. <laughs> but uh he was, yeah. He was just not a good person. So, I guess everything works out for a reason.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, luckily, like Grandpa James is is amazed. What was it? What was it like when Grandma met Grandpa James?
2: Oh, I didn't like him at first because, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of hard to have a man come into our lives, and I was already. 13, no, 14 years old, I was a freshman, going in, I think going in sophomore year or going in freshman year, so I was hard-headed, I was always in trouble, so, you know, I didn't want nobody telling me what to do, so we kind of got into it a couple times, matter of fact, we fought a couple times, and, uh, but after I got mature and I joined the military and everything, I seen what kind of person he was, that takes a hell of a man, to marry a woman that has six kids, and he had three kids of his own, so you know that's nine kids, and you know he worked in the steel mills. It's not like he was rich, but you know after my mom got remarried, you know we lived you know halfway decent we i mean we couldn't go to school and stuff like that college, so that's why I joined the military, but he gave he gave me an example you know he taught me right from wrong and he gave me an example to follow and which i never had other than my grandfather and my granduncle. so yeah it was hard at first but hell i i love him i call him dad now i, I wouldn't have it no other way
0: that's good that's uh that's just—it's crazy because, like I said, I never even thought to ask you about your biological dad growing up because it just—it wasn't it—it wasn't a thing. I don't even know what age I was when I realized that Grandpa James wasn't your biological dad. I think I was—I think I was honestly pretty old by the time I had realized it because he's at least always been there since I was a kid, and that's the only grandfather I knew. So,
2: oh yeah, probably so because I've—I've never—I've uh, never said. Uh, my stepfather, I always, matter of fact, people who meet me now, they just assume that that's my real father, because I never give, you know, no indication that it's not. I mean, plus the way he treats not only my mama, but every one of us, you know, yeah. He, you know, like I said, uh, you know, he's a father or a dad, and
0: Every sense of the word. Yeah, um, that's it's powerful. Um, w- I wanna, I wanna kind of try to get back to the questions. Um, another question on here is, where was I at? Is um, what kind of father did you think you'd be, and then what kind of father do you think you ended up being, if there's any difference between the two?
2: Oh, I really. I I didn't really know what kind of father that I would be. I knew what kind of father I wanted to be, and I tried to be that kind of father, but, I mean, you and the girls would be better uh, to say whether or not I turned out to be I always wanted to be there for you, and I wanted to be in your life, and I wanted to show you guys you know, give you guys the right direction. And uh, not only I wanted to make sure that with school, you know, and I always wanted you to be respectful, and uh, I just wanted to make sure that and then set you up for when you did have children that you would be, you know, a good father yourself and and the girls would be a good mother. But uh, what was really important to me because, I was a knucklehead, and I never really paid attention. I I never focused in school. That was real important to me to push you guys, for you guys to do good in school so you guys can, you know, follow a path in school and in a career where you would be, you know, you would have, I don't want to just say money, but you would be happy not only, with the job you have, but you would also be financially secure so you, you wouldn't have to struggle from paycheck to paycheck.
0: Do you, um, like, y- me and the twins' worth ethic, like, seeing it in your kids, Do we, does that make you proud, like how we... We all kind of, we all will work our butts off. Like, you know, I work two jobs for the longest. Luckily, I don't anymore. But I know Shine and Patricia always have jobs and have never been afraid to to work multiple jobs um, to do what they need to do. Does our worth ethic make you happy or proud?
2: Oh, yeah, by far. I mean, hell, I tell the girls that all the time, you know. And that's why I'm trying to even vouch for them to get jobs on base with me now because, you know, I have... No problem vouching for them because you guys, all three of you guys have an outstanding work ethic. You know what I mean? I mean, you guys don't do much work around the house, but, <laughs> you know, outside, when it comes to earning money, you guys, you know, you guys like money. I guess you got that from your mama. You want to earn as much money as you can, but <laughs> so you can spend it.
0: Hey, so, I'm, better, I'm better at saving now than what I used to be. I don't know what the twins are doing, but I'm better at saving Yeah,
2: see, your mom, and she has a great work ethic, uh, but, you know, she likes to spend money. See, me, because I didn't have nothing growing up, I try to save it, so I want to have it for a rainy day or whatever. And the girls say that I'm so cheap that I don't like to spend money, but I know how it is not to have money, and I never want to be like that again. So, I mean, I got to give it to you guys. You guys go out and you earn money, and if you spend money as long as you pay your bills, hey, that's great. And like I always I always brag about you, you know, you had multiple jobs and you climbed the ladder. Once you found a better one, you jumped ship and, you know, went to another one and went to another one, and that's, you know, that's what you got to do until you find one that's, you know, not only most comfortable in your field, but, you know, There's advancement, and it's going to set you up financially. So I got to, you know, my hat's off to you. And I'm trying to push the girls in that same direction, and then I'll feel like, hey, that's one part of my parenting or my life that, hey, that's, I'm accomplished. I made that goal. You know, as long as I can make it where you guys can, you know, you can be self-sufficient. You guys can be on your own, and you guys don't have to worry about struggling. That, that I mean, that's a big worry for me. And that was one of the worries it's been ever since you guys were babies. I know it's crazy, but I worried about you guys, not only about that, but worried about everything from when you guys were babies until now, I worry about you guys. So... The girls say I worry too much, but you know, I guess it's something that I guess it'll never go away.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think I don't think they'll understand it until they have kids. Because I know exactly how you feel. It's like, like even with like Xavier, who is almost like the perfect child, and Maya's smart as a whip, and Lana's is super pat- Like I always worry about them. Like there's never a time that I'm not worried about just something with them, and I I don't know. It's it's. I don't know. Being a parent is 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 it's just so crazy how like so many of your thoughts start becoming less and less about you and more and more about the kids and just worrying about them. Like I just Xavier's thirteen now and I'm I'm starting to worry about like when he gets into high school and he he's so innocent that I worry about like when is it going to turn because at I don't think I was as innocent as Zay was at thirteen. Like I was I was terrible. I was be, well I don't know if I was terrible by then, but I was a little badass, and Xavier doesn't have any of that in him, and I just worry about, like, when is it going to come? Because I always worry that the other shoe is going to drop at some point.
2: Yeah, right. You know, I, I, it's easier to say than, it's easier to preach than to uh, live it, but I always say, hey, you can only do so much. You teach them right from wrong, and you give them the guidance, and hopefully they'll do the right thing. I always say that, but believe me, there's plenty of nights I can't sleep because I'm worrying about, you know, you guys about this or that. And I still can't sleep until the girls are home and the doors are locked. So, you know, that's something that you're always going to do. But as long as, you know, you taught him right from wrong and he's a good person, that, you know, he, you got to hope that he makes the right decisions. And, you know, like I said, it's easier said than done. But, you know, he's going to make mistakes, but as long as, you know, he doesn't make a life altering mistake, he's going to learn from them. And as long as he learns from them, then, hey, he's going to grow as a person. So, because, hell, you made mistakes. And, I mean, he crushed me, but, hey, you grew from them and, you know, things got better. So, you know, that's just, that's a part of life.
0: That's true. Um, Another question that I have for you kind of piggybacks off something you said earlier. Do you have any regrets or something you wish you could have changed about how you raised uh, your children? So any of us.
2: Well, my biggest regret is that I wish that I probably would have stayed with you guys the whole time and sucked it up even though Me and your mama have problems and just so I could be there to, uh, probably to have more influence in what you do and what the girls did because there's some things like school and, you know, I'm not saying your mama didn't do a great job, but I just think that I could have maybe persuaded you guys to focus a little more on preparing yourself and, uh, and then in sports, you know, I used to be your coach in football and baseball. And then after, you know, we you guys left the Italy, then, you know, I didn't have that, you know, that uh, direct influence on what you're going to be doing. And you kind of, uh, you know, went away from sports. And I think that if you would have stayed in that, you probably would have had a chance to get a full ride and, you know, you probably could have been – well, most likely you would have been, you know, got a full ride and got a college education. You would have been – it could have been different, but like I said, I'm proud of what he accomplished now. So, you know, there's some people that went and got the damn bachelor's or a master's and they're doing the same thing that people who – only got a high school diploma, so it's just a it. It helps you get in the door, and I kind of wish that I could have been there to push that, so you guys can at least have that. You know, a little more of that influence in sports and in school. But other than that, you know, there's other things that I kind of wish I could have did just to be more. Like I said. To be more, uh, more of an influence in your, you know, in your years, and especially after you had Xavier, you know, I w- wish that I would have lived closer, so I could have been more involved in his life, and now in your other kids' life, you know, more of a, a grandparent instead of living two thousand miles away.
0: Is that um, like. Of course, I know living away from me and my sisters was, was probably was hard as hell. Luckily, the twins live with you now, but um, is that something that you think about a lot, is, is not really getting to spend time with your grandkids as much as you want to?
2: Oh, yeah. I think about it all the time, especially when you try to keep Zay from me.
0: Dad, nobody's trying to keep Zay from you. <laughs>
2: no, I'm just saying, you know, I, I kind of, you know, I try to, Capitalize on as much time as I can, and it's just rough. If I lived closer, it would be a lot easier. Especially if I would have lived in St. Louis, which at one point I was trying to get a job when I retired to stay in St. Louis. Then it would have been where I can have them. Hell, every weekend they could be staying there. It would be another person that you know could help raise them instead of seeing them you know, once a year or whatever. So, I mean, that's that's something I think about all the time. And I thought about when after, you know, me and your mama split, the, uh, it, it killed me all the time thinking about you and thinking about Shining Trisha, especially you, because you needed, because you were, you know, you started being a knucklehead, and I think that if I was there, I
0: could have stopped some of it. Yeah, and I, when me and uh, and the twins were on the podcast, I I think even when me and mom recorded, like looking back, I think a lot of that, and not to blame, I I I'm older now, so I understand like parents splitting up and stuff. But I honestly do think that I was kind of acting out in a way. Not that that excuses it, but I do think that you and mom splitting up, like I just I I didn't know how to process it, and it just came out in being rebellious as hell um because looking back at that it was just like i've always i always had you so f- for me to have you from birth until i was almost 17 and you know that's the age where especially like moving to a new place like i i don't know i just i did miss you and i and i think that i took that out on you i took it out on mom i took it out on the twins sometimes like i just i just looking back i think that, that affected me more than i that i cared to admit back then oh i think it did too i uh,
2: and that's why it, it bothered me, too, you know, with, because even at the beginning when me and, and my Level we weren't as friendly or as close as we are now, so it was kind of rough, but still, at that time, we were still talking, and I was wanting you to come live with me in California and try to get you on the right path again, and, uh... I, I think you needed that and and then a couple years later the girls needed it so I and I I, I do believe and I step responsibility because you know by me leaving it kind of left you guys hanging and it does it does affect kids you know in a, in in a hard way the only thing is is sometimes when uh, parents stay together, It's it could be even more detrimental because if they're fighting or arguing all the time, then that's not a good environment for the kids to be raised in. I'm not saying me and your mom were doing it, but I'm just saying sometimes I look at it and I say, well, I should have stayed, but I don't know. Would it Would it have got worse and would it have been worse for you guys if I did? And I don't know. But believe me, I think about it all the time I mean not as much now because all you guys are grown and you guys are doing you know doing good and you're you know following the right direction so but when things were a little uh you know cloudy or hazy I I really felt you know I took the blame because I said hell if I wouldn't have Left and maybe all this
0: stuff wouldn't happen. But yeah, you can't you can't blame yourself though. I mean, at at the end of the day, we still, oh uh, me because I don't think the twins even necessarily made some of the as bad decisions as I did. But we all we all have to live through and and make our own decisions. And I made a lot of wrong ones, and hopefully, I'm making way better ones now that will make my family and me a better father and a better person and, and everything. I try to really look at it from, like, what did I learn over the time where I was just bad. But, you know, I I and another thing that I said with mom, like, I know, like, the way that I got, like, how rebellious I got. It, it affected me and your relationship for a long time, and I'm just glad that we're back on great terms. I'm glad that we talk way more often, and I'm just glad that I didn't completely burn that bridge because, like, looking back, like, it, there was – not that you would ever abandon me, you're you're my dad and you're a great father, but I just know that I I was not nearly the best son for a very long time there.
2: Yeah, well, some of that stuff, it you know, it was well, we were both we were both at fault because I did get pissed off and you know some of the stuff I. Probably should have handled a little differently because I should have figured that hey, it's affecting you, but uh, you know, yeah, I guess we both learned, but now you're in a position where I mean, you learn from that, so I'm not, I'm hoping that you never have to worry about that, but at least you see what every one of your actions. Affects your kids, you know, no matter if it's a positive or negative action, it's going to have, it's going to affect your kids. So that's what you got to think about, you know, why you're raising your kids all through, all through life, really.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's true. And that's something that I'm learning every day, every day, because especially like Alan remembers Everything. I, I, it's funny how, like, Alan's memory works. I don't know if you've noticed it with him, like, being out there with you. But, like, he he will bring up something that you didn't even think he paid attention to. And it's just. He oh, yeah. I that. know
2: one thing he brings up all the time. What's that? I'm about to whip his butt.
0: <laughs>
2: he says shit all the
0: time. Yes, he does. I don't know. I don't know where he picked that up. Like, the, I promise you, that's like within, like, the last two months thing. He just all of a sudden started saying it all the time. And I'm like, what's going on, Alan? Stop it. Has he said damn it any since he's been out there?
2: Yeah, well, that's not as bad, but when he, he shit, shit, and I tell him to quit it, and then the girl said, oh, you can't tell him, I said, yeah, I'm going to tell him, and anyway, now he thinks it's a gang, because I be, (laughs) want to whoop his button, and he runs, and shit, shit, shit.
0: (laughs) Oh, that boy is crazy. Um...
2: (laughs) Sometimes he says it when he should be, because god he was chasing him one time and he was like oh shit so i I don't know i think he he knows when to say it but i i I just don't like him saying it though because i've been like damn i take him to work and he's cussing out people
0: (laughs) yeah that would be bad then he'll be like you can't bring your grandson up here anymore that's funny so um Another one of the questions that we have on here is, what was the hardest thing about CJ Cordero, a.k.a. me, growing up?
2: What was the hardest what?
0: The hardest thing about me growing up.
2: Uh, Well, I don't know. Really, the hardest thing is because you were the first, and me and you were so close. One of the hardest things is because, yeah, you used to mimic everything, and we were close way closer than even you and your mom or anybody we had our men's night out we always hung out and then once you started getting older then you were like you want to hang out with your friends so that kind of that was hard uh to get used to that you know that you were growing up and you were getting older you know and i mean now i i know it's gonna happen even with my grandson i say hey you know, pretty soon he's going to be like, yeah, he's too too old to be hanging out with me. But that bothered me because that was something that, you know, like I said, you were the first one, so it was the first one to hit me. And uh, another thing is that I was always worried about you following the wrong crowd and getting yourself in trouble because, you know, there was a phase, you know, once you started high school, then you started kind of being knucklehead, and uh, there's some kids out there that wanted to follow in their father's footsteps or something, and I try to tell you that, hey, that's not the right thing, and you used to think that, hey, it wasn't that bad to be wearing colors and stuff like that, and I told you that, hey, it's going to put you in the wrong it's going to put you in a real bad predicament it's going to be you're going to get yourself in trouble with the law you're going to get yourself killed so that was really hard that when you started doing stuff like that but uh I mean there's a lot of things that was hard you know the older you got and then you started becoming a little more independent that was hard but that's that's just life but uh when I worried about you getting yourself going down the wrong path and getting yourself in trouble, because when I was younger, I was like that. I was a knucklehead. I never really told you guys much about it, but that's what I worried about with you. I mean, luckily, we are in Germany and Italy. It wasn't as bad, but if you were going through that phase while you are in the States, who knows what could have happened. So that was one of the most difficult times when you start feeling your, you know, they say start smelling your oats or whatever. You start (laughs) thinking you're grown. That, that was a difficult time.
0: I can, yeah, I can imagine that's, yeah, I was, I just looking back, I know it had to be difficult. I don't remember it all the way, but yeah, especially in Germany. Um, on the flip side of that, what's your favorite memory of me growing up or, um, or a shared memory, something that we did together.
2: Uh, I think, really, uh, being being your coach throughout all the uh, sports, the that was one of the best times. You know, I was your football coach, your baseball coach, and and we spent a lot of time together. We were practicing. We'd hang out all the time. Your mama would work on the weekends. We'd do our own thing. That was probably one of the best times. And and then a couple times, you know, the way you performed uh, in certain games, you know, that kind of made. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't like I was living through your living through your uh, life, but you know, you made me proud. You know. Cause I seen where you started and where you were going. I, like I said, I just wish you would have continued. But that was some of the proudest times. And then, the really after you had Zay, and uh, there was a chance that you could have been one of them deadbeat dads, and uh, you turned out, turned out to be a great dad. That was one of my the proudest times too. I seen how you grew up and you be, you know, you matured to be a great dad. That that was probably the most, the proudest time.
0: Where, um, so when you found out that I was having my first child, were you worried about the type of father? Like, did you think, oh, he's he he saw me, he's gonna kick in, or did did you really worry? Like, I don't know what if he's gonna be a good dad or not.
2: Yeah, cause you were so young, I was, I really didn't know if you would even be involved. Because, you know, being that young, there's some people that, you know, they skate and then they say, hey, I'm going to try to help out when I can. And then before you know it, you know, they're kicking a couple dollars here and a couple dollars there. And, uh, you know, the kid is the one that suffers. And, you know, so, uh, you know, I, I like the fact that at the time you guys were together, you guys were you know, there for Zay, and then even when you guys broke up, and then you still were a part of Zay's life, and continue to be till this day, so, I mean, yeah, you're, I was most definitely worried about how you would become, because, like I see, I see it all the time, where people have a child, and they say, hell, I'm only a child myself, I I ain't got no time to be worrying about nobody else, and then... They don't do nothing for, them. and you know, like I said, then the mother—I seen it firsthand with my mother. They suffer; they have to suffer through it, and then the kid suffers through it. So that was that was a very proud moment for me.
0: Thank you. I, that and it's—I—I I, I know you probably can relate, like with Grandpa James. But anything that you say, you're proud of me of, like that's. Let's me know I'm on the right track. Like that's, that's almost what I live for is hearing you and mom saying that you're proud of me is you would think at 32 years old, it wouldn't carry as much weight, I guess, but it does. It honestly means the world to me that I make you guys proud in any way. Um, especially, like I said, after everything that we, that I've come through and had to fix about myself, I'm just, I'm glad I can make you guys proud as parents because you guys put in a lot of work um, raising us and, I, it, of course as a kid you don't really appreciate it but like you said like you had kids and you still coached my baseball and football teams you still being you always did stuff like just looking back you always cut out time for just me and you to do stuff and I I just appreciate those moments because like now me being a parent of four kids I, I can honestly say it's hard to get those one-on-one moments with your children and you and mom always Made made that happen I don't know how you guys did it But I definitely Appreciate it Especially looking back now
2: Yeah you, I mean Do what you can And uh Like you said When you're a kid You might not appreciate it But Just like With my mother You know I used to I used to be mad Because we didn't have crap And I was like Damn We don't have nothing I gotta wear the same down clothes All the time And then When I got older and I see just what she did for us and the sacrifice she made, and I think, damn, that's crazy. So you know, that I mean, that happens, and your kids and your kids' kids are gonna see that. Hey, if you're a good parent, you're always gonna you're always gonna make sacrifices, or you're most most people have to make sacrifice. There's some people that don't have to make sacrifice. But most of them, they make sacrifices. That shows, you know, the love that you have for your kid, and you're always supposed to be there to protect them and to do right by them. So, yeah.
0: There was, um, I don't, I don't even know if you're gonna remember this. So there was a movie um, with Luke Perry called Eight Seconds that you used to watch with yeah, Oh yeah. yeah and yeah, he, rodeo. Yeah. yeah and i remember at the end of that movie after he died like his dad was crying because he like never told his son that he loved him or whatever and you always said uh, you, one time you were watching and you were like i don't ever want you will never be able to, i think you said you cordero you will never be able to say that because you told me you love me you, you always tell me you love me you always show that you love me and that's just a, that's my favorite one of my favorite just moments looking back is like For you to say that to me, me not to really realize what you meant by it at the time and now being older, I can honestly say like I have friends who like my father never showed affection. My father never did this. And I can honestly say that while you I mean, I don't know if we were affectionate or not growing up, but you did always show all of us that you loved us and that you cared about us, that you were invested in how we were doing. And like I, I really do that. And it's just not hyperbole and not just for the podcast like i appreciate you so much for the father that you are and you help shape what i try to be as a father. like i really feel like i'm trying to live up to the father that i had and i may never get there but i just i I really really do appreciate both you and mom um so much more now than what i did you know as a teenager you just see your parents as kind of people who tell you you can't do what you want to do and um, just looking back at it now, older, I really, I really appreciate you guys so much.
2: Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. That's important to me because you, Hey, there's nothing guaranteed. So I never, never, even with the, the girls, you know, Trisha's kind of stand off at you. And I say, Hey, when you come home or when, before you leave, you still give me a kiss goodbye and you say, Hey, you love me. You know what I mean? Do we love each other? Whatever. Goodbye or whatever. And she's like, "Oh, I don't have. That. I never did that before." I said, "Hey, you never know what's gonna happen. You know, you could walk out this door, and you might never see me again. I might never see you again. And I want you to know, and I want, you know, my kids to know that hey, no matter what happens, no matter how much trouble we get go through in life, that hey, I'm always gonna be there for you, and I always love you guys."
0: Oh, yeah. And we appreciate and that's important. That's important because there are a lot of parents who who don't do that. Their like, kids kind of just come and go and then the next thing you know they're gone forever. So um I did have another question. I lost my train of thought there. Um what um uh, okay, what is the worst thing that Cordero did as a child or teen if you had a if you had to name one worst thing that I did?
2: <laughs> well, there's, there's a couple things that, uh, well, one thing that you did, you got caught up with them guys stealing at the PX before. That I don't like that. Uh, other than that, I'm trying to think if it's something when you're older that you did. Oh, I know what you did. When you got married and you didn't tell nobody.
0: <laughs> Here you go. Mama said the same yeah. thing. God. Yeah, yeah,
2: that that pissed me off, because even your mama called me. She said, uh, do you know? And I said, no. And she said, well, he, was, he tells you more than he tells me. I said, no, he didn't tell me. And it just happened to be my mom and dad were here at the time, and I was pissed. And then they were like, what are you so mad about? And I said, yeah, Cordero got married and didn't tell him. About. Yeah, that, that pissed me off, because it's not like we could have stopped you anyway. So... You could have told us and, hey, if if we would have said something you didn't like, you'd be like, tough, I'm going to do it anyway. But I, I, I don't know why. I mean, I guess you had your reason to go and do it, but, you know, you could have. That kind of bothered me because I was thinking, hell, who knows, we could have came out there and made a day of it, and just like when you did end up getting married in the church, you know, we could have did that the first time. So, yeah, that pissed me off.
0: Yeah, I can understand that. That was, uh, I think, I think that pissed everyone off. So I, I can understand that. Uh,
2: I'm trying to think. uh when you get, when you lose your temper and you get, you break stuff. I don't like that either. Well, where do I get
0: that from, Dad?
2: That's especially because you blame it on me. <laughs>
0: well, that's what, and that's one of the questions on here too. Is like, what, what trait? Uh did I get from you that you that you wish I didn't or like what trait is most like you what is that one that you would pick or is is there something else
2: what that the worst one yes sir yeah that you're short temper <laughs> yeah
0: what's the best trait do you think I got like you or or a way that I'm like you
2: uh, I think that uh loving towards your children yeah. I mean I'm not patting myself on the back but I think that uh that's something that you know I don't know if you got it from me but that's a trait that I have that you know and uh I think that's a good one and another one is uh you know I mean even though you've had a couple struggles but you do have some uh some money sense at least you you know the more the older you're getting the the better you're getting with it, but you know, that's something that is very important to me is to have you know, have common sense when it comes to money. You know, you gotta not only I I don't wanna stress saving, 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 saving. You gotta live but you gotta have a balance. You know, you can't, you know, spend every dime you have because then when something comes up, then you know you can't afford to do things. So that's that's an important thing. That, like I said, it seems like it, as time goes on, you're getting better and better with it. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Uh, probably one thing that maybe not a good one is the way you're involved in sports because sometimes. <laughs> When you're involved in sports, because I know your mama used to get pissed at me that, hey, you know, when games are on, I don't want to be bothered. <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: the same exact way. I hate being so I bothered.
2: <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing
0: or not. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I I hate, especially when, like, the Bulls are playing or it's just a good game. Like, I I hate, and it's always either Alana that need me or Allen does something crazy. Zay doesn't usually bother me Maya is usually in her room But yeah when I'm watching her in sports And somebody bothers me it's Yeah I get pissed off I need to get better about that
2: Yeah that that's a trait that you got uh, I'm trying to think I don't know of any Bad ones cause you know I really don't have many bad ones uh, <laughs> I don't know Someone would have to point them out to me You know I don't want to I don't want to talk about my bad ones because if someone doesn't know, it's the best thing. I don't want to bring them to light. So, <laughs> there's a couple of bad ones, but I ain't gonna discuss them.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> what um uh one of those that I uh one that I I saw this and I wanted to ask you was it were you scared when you found out you were having twins?
2: No, matter of fact, uh, your mom could <laughs> for I I prayed for twins.
0: Really? I didn't know that.
2: uh, Your mama said she ain't having no more. And I said, well, and then I got down. And at that time, I was, you know, practicing Muslim, you know. And I prayed for twins. And uh, we went to the appointment. And uh, the nurse wouldn't even let me go back there at first. Did the ultrasound and then called me back there. And, then, uh, she said, and then, then she said, you see this? And then there's a heartbeat. Then she said, you see this? You know, there were only six weeks or whatever, eight weeks, so I didn't see nothing. But she said, there's twins. I said, I knew it. <laughs> and then she said, that wasn't the reaction I was expecting. <laughs> and I said, no, I prayed for them. And she said, well, you got your wish. And, uh, yeah, I was happy from, I was stoked from that day. I mean and it was a troubled pregnancy, but uh hey it it all worked out and I was, and I'm blessed to have three semi good kids.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Fair enough. Um <laughs> what um oh this is a good question. This is a good one. Was CJ always a ladies man?
2: Oh he thought he was <laughs> You when we used to uh, be hanging out on a men's night out, we used to go places, a restaurant or something, and some lady be giving me a free drink, and he used to, we used to be arguing. He used to think that the lady was looking at him. He was only damn eight, nine years old. <laughs> he used to think that the damn women were after him. They were. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, he always. You know, that's another bad trade. I think. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is, I wasn't going to ask this one, but I mean, you've been so open with answering these questions. Uh, has there ever been a time where you've ever hated being a father? I could already answer that as no, but I just, I figured it would be a fun question to ask you. No, I never hated
2: being a father. Uh, i There's been a, a couple of times that I was, uh, disappointed as hell, but I would never, I would never, even when I was at my worst, I would never wish or pray for it to go away where I wasn't a father. Because he, he, I tell one of my coworkers, we got a new coworker, he's 30 years old, and he's saying, hell, he got to hurry up to have kids. And I said, hey, you know what? You know, some people say, hey, you know, kids, this, this, this. I said, I wouldn't trade it for $10 bucks." Even to this day, if someone said they would give me $10 million and I would never have the experiences or have my kids, I wouldn't even trade it. Even though, like I said, there's times that I wanted to kill you guys, but... I would never trade it, especially the older you get, and then not only do you have your children, but you have grandchildren. It it just it makes your life complete. So, no, I I never never regretted, or never would have ever said I I hated being a father.
0: Yeah, I, I love being a father. I honestly do. It's one of my – it's my favorite thing, period. Like, I just – I love being around my kids. I love my, – my thing is – and I and I don't know if this is the same way for you because there's so much of an age gap between me and the t- twins. But, like, I, I just love hearing the kids when they're playing with each other, making each other laugh. Like, just watching or hearing them interact with each other, it just makes me smile. Like, that's, that's probably some of my, my happiest moments is just – Seeing them be siblings because it's it's oh, yeah. special. They have such a good bond. That
2: is a great time, and you, like you said, you were there was a big gap. So you used to be playing by yourself and your imaginary friend. <laughs> but you know, I, I used to. Uh, that was that was some of the greatest times in my life when I I hear you talking and you used to have a crazy imagination. Used to say you were a an alien and you were sent down here to see how humans live down on Earth. And <laughs> Did they were I say come that? Pick you up another day. <laughs> that used to just—I I, swear—I used to love hearing that. <laughs>
0: that's funny. Oh man, that—that's—that's that's wild. Uh,
2: but you had a crazy imagination. Me and your mom—we started thinking, hey, maybe this Joker is a. <laughs> I'm serious because you used to say they're coming to pick you up on the garage and you know, on a certain day, Friday, or whatever, and I was like, holy smoke. You used to have a downpipe,
3: yeah. Uh, but you were
2: good. You playing by yourself. Yeah. yeah, I love hearing, and with the girls, even when they're fighting, I, I love when they're together. And it, it just makes me feel better when, this this is one thing, you'll see this well, you don't have a choice now, they're all under one household, but when the kids are under the roof and it's night and it's dark or whatever it's the end of the night, it it just makes you feel so much better because it's just one less worry you have to worry about. Because when they're out like you're gone or something, then I have to worry about a phone call. See, even when we when I used to come there and visit, and then you would sleep over by moms or whatever, and I'd be there, and then all you guys under one roof, then it's one less worry I have to worry about. Cause believe it or not, I worry about things all the time.
0: What what do you do to, like, because when we were all away from you and living in St. Louis and you were you were in Maryland for a while and then... California Like how did you What did you do To calm yourself When you were worried About us Because I, I would Imagine it just It would just be Crazy By then you're, you're worried About us
2: Yeah Well see it's not might not Have been a good thing But that was One of the reasons Why I liked To deploy Because One of the things If I'm gonna be away I might as well Be away You know Doing something And One of the things when I deployed, usually when I came back, I took some leave and, you know, I got to see you guys sometime go to St. Louis and spend a week or whatever, and that was something to look forward to. Uh, Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing that can, I mean, you could have a couple drinks, and you know, but uh, there's really nothing except talking on the phone, you know. And which I am. that used to be twenty times a day. <laughs> once she got a cell phone, yeah, that was one thing. You know, she made sure she would call me, and this no exaggeration, at least ten times a day.
0: I, I, that's just that's probably more times than I use the phone to call people in in a month. I just, I need to get better about it, but that's yeah
2: i'm I'm the same way I always say i'm gonna do better I'm gonna do better, but usually we used to talk and then Trisha that's why Trisha started talking more because she said she said she used to hear us talking and we were talking about sports, so she used to call' them. and now we kind of i guess you're busy you know with the kids and stuff but uh and your work but hey the kids uh they would um Trish would call me and she would be like, Daddy, what do you think about... And she would just make some up, you know, mm. Westbrook's triple-double. And I'd be like, <laughs> Trish, how do you know about that? <laughs> and she'd say, well, I just want to... And since you always talk to Cordero about sports, I figure that's the only way you're going to talk to me longer. And I said, think, damn, that's kind of jacked up. So, yeah, I hate talking on the phone.
3: <laughs> and now
2: when everybody gets a text and hell, that that makes it even easier for me because I hate talking on the phone. So if I could just text a couple words and I usually – I'm like Zay. Zay gets it from me. I guess He's so dry, he texts one word.
0: It, me too. I guess that's another trait I get from you because the twins say I'm dry on text all the time. And I hate, I hate talking on the phone with a passion. I really do. Yeah. Like if it's something that I have a lot to say, like when we do talk about sports – I can I can talk about that for a long time, but, like, just, just, like, the small talk and stuff, like, I just, I can't, as much as I try, I just can't do it. I can't.
2: I know. And the girls, they'll call me, and then I'll say, uh, what are you wearing? You know, I'll be like, what am I wearing? What the hell is that? <laughs> and then, then I'll talk to one of them. then, two minutes later, the other one calls me. What are you wearing? What do you eat for dinner? What do you, I was like, oh my god!
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, at least they're there now. At least you don't have to worry about that.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Last question, Dad. Last question. Um, it this this one's a good one. It, it says, using only three words, how would me and you describe each other? You want to go first, or you want me to go first?
2: Using three words.
0: Yeah. Not not well. It can be less, but nothing more than three words. I say family man. Okay. I like that. I could take that. Uh, I would, the, what I'd use to describe you is the best. Th- that's it. The best father, in my opinion. Like I, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't think I've seen another, a better father and I know I couldn't have asked for a better father. So um, that's what I'd use to describe you.
2: I was going to say good son but you know the good son <laughs> that's yeah good
0: is bad um so just as a as a pardon words dad what would you tell or any advice you get you'd give to any fathers out there and then we can go home well get off the phone
2: <laughs> oh well i guess the advice would just be uh and it's hard for me too but you have to you have to treat and understand each kid differently if you have, you know, a couple of different kids. And that's hard for me because, you know, I say, well, what, hey, he, core didn't do this or shine didn't do this. And everybody and Trish is different than the two EUs and two you, And that, that was hard for me. Um, so, I mean, like I said, every day I'm growing as a father too. But the most important thing is the love, you know, you know, just show love and, and respect. And sometimes they say, I go off, I go zero to a hundred. And my respect, when I, I start cussing my bed, that ain't something good that I'm proud of, but I'm, I'm working on it, but they know no matter what they, like you said, they know that I love them. And I think that's the most important thing, you know, be a father or mother, whatever. If your kids know that you love them and that you're there for them, that that's that's the world to them. And and see, I didn't have a father until my my dad, you know, bug came around. But uh, other than that, you know, my I always knew that my mama loved me, and even when I was a knucklehead and you know. You say that you know she's gonna turn me in. I'm a whatever, but I always knew that. Hey, she loved me, and that's why it, it gets you through a lot of things. Even later on in life, like you said, yeah, I mean you know that. And your mama used to call my mom and tell on me because I was always uh, fearful to disappoint my mom. And when you, you know, when you have that love. Not only for your parents, but your kids. And they always have that. It's a respect and love that you're always going to want to make them proud. And they're always going to want to make you proud. And it, it means a lot. So that would be my advice. is always show that you love and you got their back.
0: And that's great advice. Great advice, and it's important that you said that you're still growing as a father because I I, I can speak for me. It's you never stop learning, you never stop um, kind of adapting and changing in what it, your parenting style. You kind of have to, especially like I can only imagine like with you having grown children. Like I I don't even know what I'll do when I get to that that place, but it, it's it's continual learning, and you know that's that's it, it's part of the fun too. I think I, it, it makes it fun for me at least.
2: Yeah, it's fun. It's challenging. <laughs> but once you get past the hurdle and you see, and then you you realize that, hey, you accomplished that hurdle, you, you know, you feel, you feel great, you know. I mean, there's things that happened just recently with one of them, you know, one or both of them, and then, uh, you know, you think, oh, crap. And then, you know, you go through it, and, and then once you – Get past it, you'd be like, oh hell, that wasn't, that, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't half bad, you know. And then you learn from it. And uh, I don't know, you, like you said, as long as you're willing to learn and to accept, you know, it's hard for me to accept faults, but as long as you learn from your faults, you don't have to, you don't have to tell everybody about your faults.
3: But <laughs>
2: as long as you know you have them, I and you can look in the mirror and you can accept your faults and learn from them. Hey, you,
0: you you will continue to be a great father. Well, that's it, Dad. I want to thank you for coming on. And I know I said I was going to hold you for like 30, 40 minutes. We went way longer than that. But I I thank you for taking time out, Dad, to, to be on my podcast and have this conversation with me.
2: All right, then. Love
0: you. <laughs> Love you, too, Dad. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was it. That was the conversation with my dad and I just, if you guys can tell, like I had a lot of fun with that one. Um, my dad is just an amazing dude, um, to be honest. And for him to raise his children the way he has and just the way that his mind works and how much pride he has in being a father, I think that, you know, I, a lot of people can learn from that. I'm damn sure straight that I have. But um, happy Father's Day again to all the fathers out there. Uh, being a father is the most amazing thing that i personally can say that i have i have ever done um so yeah that's it uh you can follow me again at ceo hayes at H A I Z E. you could follow the podcast at awaken soul pod make sure you follow the breaks media as well at the breaks media i will see you lovely and beautiful people next week peace i
1: hope you become that everything you can be that's all i for you young and like all but in the end, I hope you only turn out better than me I hope uh, you know I love you young younger Like father, like right son My little man, you think it's coming uh, Coming, you think it's coming i tell turn you uh, And when they come, just keep it running uh, Running, just keep it running Say every time somebody died, a child is born So I thank the nigga who gave his life for the birth of my son 11.32 she's screaming at the top of her lungs I'm panicking, nurse yelling for the doctor to come All I can remember was Lamar's class Breathe baby, one, one, two, two, three, three, four, four I see the head, doc busting through the door He between the legs, he see the head It's my baby
2: boy all right, there's some damn hard ass
0: questions. <laughs> I know I'm not. I, there's a lot too, so I don't know if we're gonna actually ask all of them. But um, yeah, I just wanted to pray. Which which one? Are there any that you want? You don't want me to ask?
2: Oh, go ahead and do what you got to do.
0: Okay.
2: I'll try to answer them. If I I guess if I don't answer them good, then you could just cut it out or something.
0: Okay. All right, you ready? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right. I'm r re- I'm pressing record now. Um, hold on. All right.